You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network Best of Episode. So we finally closed that deal to be on the flagship of Radio One, WOL, in the D.C. market starting on September the 20th. Yours truly will be offering my nuggets of wisdom and just overall swag, golden voice, and, and, other, and other talents. I'm, I'm taking my talents to, to, to Chocolate City. And I'm very excited about that. One of the things that one of the things that we've built the brand on. So I talk about all the time, you know, it was difficult to pivot from being the the Sunday scrub ESPN or NBC Sports Radio host and taking calls about Kyler Murray and that Kyler Murray was too short to be an effective quarterback in the NFL. Doing the games with with Ray Black, uh, who was literally Miss Arizona. While watching Sunday Night Football on NBC, it was 109 degrees outside early in the season. And to move this into a platform where we talk about healthcare, we talk about corporate America, we talk about general news, talk about politics, it was not easy to move the platform to, to that. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of buy-in from my sponsors. It took a lot of buy-in from the people that are on the team. There are people on the team that didn't. They were like, man, we, we got to stay with sports. Got to stay with hip hop. And I was like, there's bigger markets than that. I don't want to be pigeonholed. Right now, you can put this show on a hip hop station. You can put it on a sports station. You can put it on a politics station. Put the show anywhere. And I like that. That makes us unique. And that's a segue into what I'm about to talk about. And I can say these things now. I couldn't say them when I worked for Blue Cross or when I worked for, for Highmark or, or when I worked for. Um, Seattle at Community Health Plan in Washington, other places that I've worked when I was in the Seventh-day Adventist healthcare system. I've always built my teams. And if you notice, whenever I have a CEO come in here or a leader, I'm always curious about, hey, how did you build your team? How do you lead? What are the principles of leadership, greatness? How do you galvanize your teams? How do you get people to work for you, to run through a wall for you, to trust you, to believe in you? Do you have emotional intellect? What talents do you have that get people to give you their best? Because you can't be your best if you don't have people that give their best to you. I see a lot of CEOs. I consult for some of them, but I see a lot of CEOs. They're focused on creating a cheerleader camp in a camp of, of yes men, sycophants, People that will tell you that, hey, hey, Lance J, you're you're the greatest. You're the best. You have no flaws. You're brilliant. 
you're a genius. When the reality is everybody needs to hear about their flaws and to hear about how they can get better. When I ran teams, I would do one-on-ones with people. I would do, I created a matrix that graded people on different competencies, not just operational stuff, but attitude and drive and, and, and the way that they treated people. They're tangible and intangible things. But then I asked my people to grade me. And I gave all of my one-on-ones were, were two-way. They were not one-way because I need to be a better boss. And I wanted someone to tell me that, hey, James, I need more support from you in these areas so I can be successful and I can do my job. One of the things that I used to teach, much to the chagrin of people that work for me, I have this concept called A plus theory. I learned some of the fundamentals of this in business school. When I was at the Miami University of Oxford, Ohio, the fighting, the Red Hawks, the fighting Ben Roethlisberger's, I teach this concept called A plus theory to my direct report. So if you, if you worked for me at various stops, you've, you've heard this speech, you've probably sucked your teeth at this speech, you were probably angry, especially to see some 30, 35, 36-year-old black man barking at you about this. But the truth of the matter is, business schools across the country, they teach high levels of mediocrity, meaning that they teach you to be a jack of all trades and a master at none. They give you this perception that, hey, if you're a B to B plus at finance and a B to B plus at leadership and a B at creating presentations and a B at operations and a B at communication skills, stuff like that, hey, you're great. I mean, excuse me, you're good at three or four things, we're going to move you around. I remember every conversation that I've had, because you'll learn more about me, especially those that be listening to the D.C. market. One of my rule of thumbs, I don't wait for promotions. I never waited for promotions when I was an executive. I always come in and I say, hey, I'm going to give you two years. I'm going to come in. I'm like Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. I'm going to blow your company up financially. I'm going to create the best financials that you've ever had in these departments. And in the 18 months, I want my bleeping promotion. If you want to promote me and you won't perk me, I'm going to go somewhere else. I've had people I recently interviewed for a CEO job kind of against my will, but it was for an altruistic organization that I felt that, hey, this is one of the few jobs that would pry me out of my, my consulting practice. I had, to, I had to have some 70-year-old man that was non-melanated. I think I can say that. Question me about my resume and my, and my, and my degree. When you're in, you in the VP chair and you've brought in almost a billion dollars, that... <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't crawl my way like Andy Dufresne of the muck and mire of the Shawshank redemption of healthcare to have some person on the other side of the table question my resume and my education. I don't have time for that. 
It basically immediately turned me off. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not working for for you. If you, if you, if that's, if you look at my resume and you make the calls and you have my references and that's all you can come up with, you're wasting my time. My time is too valuable. Everywhere I've been has succeeded. Everywhere I've been, people have bonused. I said, I said last week on the show, I said that the I made so much money for Highmark that they should call Buffalo Bills. Lance J Radio Network Stadium. It shouldn't be Highmark Stadium. It should be the Lance J Radio Network Stadium at Paragon 7 Studios Field. I ultimately got tired of making money for people and not getting the credit for it. So I said, hey, I'm going to open up my own business and do, and do my own thing. But when I was in that executive seat, I always pushed and said that the truth of the matter is that person that's a jack of all trades and a master of none, you're being trained to be a worker bee. Your company's not doing you justice if they say, hey, hey, you know, this Bill is really good and he's a, Bill is a rising star in the company and what we're going to do is we're going to move Bill around so he's going to fix one problem and spend three years fixing a problem and then we're going to give him a lateral move so He's the VP of accounting and accounting has done well. He inherited a mess. He turned it around. Now we're going to send him. He's going to be the VP of operations. He's going to fix the second problem for us. And that's what happens to people who are B's and B pluses. You plateau. You hit that glass ceiling. A lot of people, a lot of people been mad at me because I wouldn't promote them. I have a lot of colleagues mad that they didn't get promoted they claimed racism. They claimed sexism. They claim transgenderism, um, uh, sexual orientationism, if that's a word. The truth of the matter is, you're a B or a B plus at five different things. The person that gets promoted, let me put you up on some game. I'm not Gilly. Even I need to get Gilly back on the show. I'm not Gilly, but let me put you up on some game. If you want to be promoted and you want to be a person that has high aspirations, you want to be a vice president, you want to be a C-suite, one of these companies, you want to have your own business. Be great at one thing. Now, you can't be terrible at one thing. You can't, you can't be like Steve Jobs, and he was one of the greatest um, strategists ever, but he didn't take a shower. Like That's, that's extreme. But you need to be an A-plus. It's the A-plus theory. Usually people who are vice presidents, they're great at something. They're great leaders. They have an ultra magnetic A++ personality. I had a CEO. She was fantastic with her personality. It's like she floated on air when she walked into the room. She had gravitas like I had never seen before. A lot of other stuff, she wasn't that great. But she was an A++ in that area. When you're an A-plus in the area, you know what they do is they hire. When you're, when you're an A-plus in the area, that means that you're irreplaceable. Now, no one is really, truly irreplaceable. But if you're great, if you're in the top 1% of what you do nationally, you're darn hard to replace. You want to be as irreplaceable as you can possibly be. Guess what happens to the irreplaceable? They hire someone to cover the area's where that person is not proficient in. And guess who they hire? They hire the person that's a B plus or a B. So 
if you're great at presentations, but you're bad at, at, at Excel and data, they'll hire someone to do the data for you. We'll flank you everywhere you go. If you're a brilliant strategist, you're a genius, you can get the supply chain popping. You know how to run the numbers. You're a financial wizard. Everything you touch turns gold or platinum. But hey, you're not a good speaker. You stutter, you stammer, you get nauseous, you get the tight throat, you get the cotton mouth and can't speak. Guess what? They'll hire a strategist to do your talking for you because you're an A plus and you're irreplaceable. I made my career on being irreplaceable everywhere I went. In risk adjustment and stars, I was the best person in the country at getting charts. I went places, they were getting 74% of their charts. I got 94%, which immediately freed up eight figures of money, 40, 50, 60 million dollars of money at plans that I went at, went to, excuse me. And I built my career off that and got better at other things. But being great, being best in class is what matters. So think about that as you outline your career. Don't be a B in everything. Don't let somebody sucker you into going from one department to another, fixing other people's messes, working 80 hours a week, not getting credit, because ultimately it's that A plus, it's that person with the electromagnetic personality. It's that person who's brilliant. It's that person who's dynamic. Those are the people that get promoted, they get director jobs, they get VP jobs, they get C-suite jobs, while ultimately you'll be working for them cleaning up their dirty work. Lance J Show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios.